0: The Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, in the ages of all ages, Amen. Last week we talked about what happens with God's will and what are the different kinds of God's will and all this kind of stuff. And we do a bit of a review. But I didn't do a disclaimer last week. I usually like to give a disclaimer. I'm an academic in my past life. I have a real... uh, Visceral reaction towards plagiarism. If plagiarism is the theft of ideas, and these are not my ideas, none of these ideas are not because I, I disown them, but rather because I think they're fantastic, and I really have to give credit where credit is due. There's this guy named Saint John of Damascus who lived in the seventh century, and this guy was this guy was a Renaissance man. He was he he birthed. Formal iconography in the Eastern Rite. He wrote most of the hymns that are used in the Eastern Rite of Christianity in Eastern Orthodoxy and Eastern Catholic Rite. Um, he was a theologian. This man was just absolutely brilliant. And he wrote this book called An Exact Explanation of the Orthodox Faith. Um, and it's four volumes, like they're small volumes, and... Uh, in book 2 chapters 26, 27, 28, 29 sort of is where this material comes from But today I'm like straight up quoting basically plagiarizing straight up from chapter 29 Anyways, it'll be referenced. You can just google it and you'll find him right away Most of this material is from there So last week we talked about how sometimes you have choices in life and you're at this fork in the road and you don't know which way to go. And sometimes people will come to me or come to some other person or, or just to themselves in prayer to God. And, and ask God, what's your will? What's your will for my life? Am I supposed to go left or right? And what am I supposed to do? And a lot of the time, people don't know what, what, what God wants for their life and what his will is for their life. And so we began yesterday, last week, and St. John begins by telling us that well let's get a few let's just get a few uh, variables out of the way. One thing which is not a variable is God desires for all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So everything that God does is working towards one common end, which is for all men to know the truth, to know him and to enter into relationship with him and to be saved from the destruction of and the the distortion of this world. And we'll talk a little bit more about that today, which we didn't talk about last week. And we talked last week also about how God is, he's both the creator and the provider. And it wouldn't make sense for him to create something that was perfect and beautiful, but then not to provide for it, it's necessary sustenance so that it could stay perfect and beautiful. So he, he creates something that is perfect and beautiful, and then he provides everything that is required for it to remain perfect and beautiful. And so everything that he does is perfect and beautiful and St. John says it's almost unthinkable to think that he could have the knowledge and have the power to do something which is absolutely perfect, but then he doesn't. Like why would he do something to 98% or to 90%? Why would he do something that would be a B? Like if he could do an A. And it's just unthinkable that he would do that. And it's unthinkable that after he would go to the trouble of making things so perfect and so beautiful that he would just say, well, you know, let them rot in hell. You know, it doesn't make sense. So he, he, he must be also the provider that provides for these things. And so he summarizes, this is all a summary of last week, St. John summarizes and says, God's creation and God's provision together are his good will now his goodwill is is what his will would be if nobody ever tampered with his goodwill so for example he creates the garden of eden he creates all the animals and all the trees and he creates the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life and he creates adam and eve and he puts them in the garden now his goodwill would be if everything stayed exactly just so just perfect forever now why did that not happen? Well, because they ate from the tree. Now, why did they eat from the tree? Because they had this thing called free will. You see, if God's good will is going to happen all the time, perfectly, without interruption, then there's no room for free will. The only way that God's good will could happen all the time, forever, without interruption, and us to have free will, is if we choose to make our free will go along with His good will. So Adam, God creates Adam and Eve, puts them in the garden, gives them free will, and for the most part, they do what he says, but in one instance, they don't. So that means that God knew that, and he permitted for them to have free will, which was outside of his good will, right? So that creates a new entity. What happens when you have God's will and our free will, but our free will is different from his good will? That gives you a new entity God, 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 called God's permissive will. So it's not, like, it's not like they did something that God didn't know, or it surprised him, or it was out of bounds. or it, No, he knew that would happen, so he permitted it. So he permitted it. So now there's God's good will, there's humanity's free will, and if you put the two together and this is not the same as this, then you end up with God's Permissive will. And this is all a summary of last week. And last week we took this example of Saul. The people say to Samuel, Give us a king. We want a king. And that wasn't God's will, but he gives them a king. And the king, you know, was okay for the first bit, but then he kind of went off the, the, the train, went off the tracks, right? And then God replaces Saul with a king who has a heart just like God's. And his name is David. Right, So we kind of drew the schematic last time where we said God's goodwill is like this arrow going this way. But then if, we, if you add our free will and depart from God's goodwill, you enter into this new entity called God's permissive will. Now, you can return from God's permissive will, if you so choose, to God's goodwill, and that's called repentance. The word repentance in Greek is meta, noia, meta, change, noia, news mind. Change of mind, change of perspective, change of direction. The the worldwide symbol for repentance is the U-turn sign, right? So, a, a change of direction. We've changed going this direction. We've decided to go this direction. We've decided to reconvene back to God's will. So, this week we're going to talk about providence. This week we'll talk about what about the things that are not in our hands. What about about when it doesn't really pertain to our free will? There's lots of things in life that we don't get to choose. There's lots of things that happen to us or are done to us or to our loved ones. Or what is is that? And St. John of Damascus fits that into, it is not equal to, but it's part of providence. It's under the umbrella of the providence of God. So he starts off by saying, for providence often permits just men to encounter misfortune in order to, let me back up for a second, before we examine this quote, he gives a whole bunch of examples. He gives about eight or nine, I'm going I'm to go through about six of them with you or so, because I want to I wanna go through them with you, I don't want to just list them, of different reasons or why God may do things in his providence that seem harmful to us, or seem bad to us or seem wicked to us, right? So, this is the first one uh, in, in his in his list of examples, trying to, to, and he tells us, and in the end you'll see there's another quote from him that says we can't possibly understand the full mind of God, but here are a few examples that, that prove to you that God is good, and his providence is good, and his will is good, and if he allows things to happen, even if they're by his permission, he turns them to good for the people